0: Back to our Colossians three text. Thank you for hanging around. I got new glasses that are about to drive me insane, and so, uh, Harry, it's good to see you. So, maybe I need to put on my other glasses. Okay, all right. Well, we've looked at our our our, our new identity, our new position. We've looked at our new pursuit. And we just finished in verse 11 really our new identity in the sense of that we are no longer Greek Jews circumcised and circumcised. Not here. We are one in Christ uh, here. But I also want to magnify something as well here that not only in this church said goodbye. Is this thing on? Leave that down there. right. (laughs) Out of my way. Um... (laughs) In this church setting, not only do we not identify that way, but we are now brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. We are we are unlike sheep that are self-centered and selfish and look after themselves, right? Okay, as sheep here, we look after each other. We participate in the on-growing growth of our brothers and sisters in Christ. So that not only is it coming from the elders, but it is coming from brothers and sisters in Christ. Galatians, turn over to Galatians chapter 6, just a moment. Galatians 6. Before we get into those characteristics. Galatians 6. He's finished in Galatians 5 with the fruit of the Spirit. we we'll go back to Galatians 5, verse 22. For the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Now, when we start going through the list in in... Our text in Colossians, you're going to find a lot of repeat there because it is gifts of the spirit or fruit of the spirit. Let us then become not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now, verse chapter six, verse one, brothers, if anyone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual should restore him in such a spirit of gentleness, keeping watch on yourselves lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ we're in this together there's a partnership that comes with this so that I'm as much concerned uh, with your growth as you should be with the other person sitting on the pew with you this is the reason we have women's studies it's the reason we have our, our men's our, our men's discipleship, our, our men's group that I'd love to see grow more into a discipleship type thing it's sort of harder with guys, but we we'll, won't we'll get there right? this is this is this is committing now these things to faithful men who teach others also our our theme for Zimbabwe all right that we're in this together and that that we assist one another we encourage one another and if we see somebody taking in a fall, we help restore that one right. we offer them a hand and we bring them up, realizing that might be you, yeah keeping watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. That could be easily you in that ditch. And so we restore that person. We help restore them as a brother and sister in Christ. And so that's the other part of verse 11, is that there are no distinctions, not here, but we have a new partnership. We're about to partake of that in just a minute. We didn't bring food this morning. Just You didn't bring food just for you. You brought it. Fear, brothers and sisters in Christ. Our desire when we gather is that when we pray, I hope that you'll pray for the person on the pew in front of you, behind you, around you, that the message today would find a resting place in their life, that they too would be transformed. I remember the testimony of a young lady who attended John MacArthur's church, and she said, Believe it or not, John MacArthur could have a very dry sermon at times. And so she's sitting on the end of the pew. And noticed this guy sitting in front of her that obstructed her view a little bit. And she was bored with MacArthur so she just said I'm going to start praying for the back of this guy's head right here. So she started praying for him. His name's Ken. And Ken became Joni Erickson Tata's husband. Mm. That's where that relationship started with her praying that God would do something in his life in that message. And it grew into a relationship that unlike any other that you'd see, that he would be willing and did marry a quadriplegic, basically, and take care of her. Not that they haven't had their times, but that's, that's the family. That's the family. And we're partners together. And we want to see each other grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and we're willing to to bear one another's burdens. We're willing to put our hand up. Listen, ministry is messy. Yeah. And it's not fun. Right, John? Yeah, it's not. It's messy. Sometimes it's like changing diapers. I mentioned to you my pastor friend, um, Mr. Pastor Fry. And he pastored my mom's church where she grew up down in... Uh, Putnam, basically, uh, Glendon Christian Church, and I've told him this too. He's retired now, but he couldn't preach his way out of paper bag. He, he tell you, he just said, "I'm the I'm I'm the worst. I'm the one of the worst preachers you'd ever see." And he he lived up to his billing. I mean, that, that was it. I mean, he just he couldn't he just couldn't do it, and uh, that was, that was not his strong suit. But I'll tell you what he was. His people loved him because he was a pastor. Mm. He went to see a gentleman um, that was an invalid shut in and knocked on his door and didn't see him, didn't hear him. So he went around the back. The guy was in a wheelchair, and he could look through the window and see the wheelchair was turned over, and he was out lying on the floor. And so Lacey, Lacey broke the window out the back door, and... You can imagine being on the floor for a day or so and all that that brings, okay? And Lacey didn't call anybody. Lacey picked him up, undressed him, ran him a tub of water, put him in the tub of water, washed him, cleaned him up, put new clothes on, put him back in his chair, and only then did Lacey call somebody to say, hey, come and let's minister to this guy. And while they were coming, he went and bought glass and fixed the, the back door. What I'm saying is that's not just the pastor. We look at the pastor though. That ought to be all of us. Mm. You know, let me let me brag on the Lord of what He's done here. That is your testimony. I've had people that have been through stuff this year who says I've never been in a church that cares more than Providence does. Thank you. Thank you for being those types of people. Thank you for setting aside Names and occupations and ethnicity and say, hey, this is my brother and sister in Christ. I don't care. I don't care. All right, so let's pick this up, not only of our position and our pursuit and our partnership, but our putting on. Verse 12, Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, and I'm not going to cover all of these today, bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Next week we'll be looking at what is biblical forgiveness. Put on. Put on. As new creatures in Christ, pursuing Christ-likeness alongside my brothers and sisters, we fight to put on, to put to death this old self and put on the new self as those that have been chosen by God to be holy and beloved. It's just a mark of who we're dealing with. Who are these brothers and sisters? They are ones that have been chosen by God. God's chosen ones. We are to then to put on five graces. And by the way, in the Greek, there are five vices that he mentioned in verses uh, five and following. Here he's going to give us five graces that we are to be putting on, these imperatives that we are to be putting on. To put on, to clothe, to be clothed in. And I like this one. To sink into the garment. Little picture. Okay. These are the garments that the Lord wants us to adorn. These, this is what we're supposed to look like and we are to slide in to these garments and so that they become, they become the old jeans. Okay? they become like us they become comfortable to us and listen some of these you look at and go well, I got that one I got this one uh, not so much uh, yeah but patience is not my thing uh, or you know you're going to find those that some of them you can slide in easily and you go yep I, I, that one that one comes naturally you're going to find others not so much but we're required not to say well you know uh, three out of five is not bad mm. uh, you know two out of five is not bad no all of them all of these garments we're to be adorned in. You say, Well, I, well Pastor, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Pastor, you, you don't know what, what what somebody's done to me. I don't care. You're to forgive. What is biblical forgiveness? I I don't care. Well, I, I you, you know, if the Lord knew my circumstance, He does know your circumstance. And he commands you to forgive. He commands you to put on a compassionate heart. He commands you to put on kindness and humility and meekness and patience. And you're to be bearing with one another. And if you have a complaint, you're to be forgiving one another. All of these are not optional. They're not best out of five. They're all to be adorned. All five graces are to be found. By the way, all five graces are found in God or Christ. If you looked up all of these compassion, you could find them where they're listed in relationship. To Christ, first one is compassionate hearts. Compassionate hearts. Uh, the word heart there means uh, it, it's actually translated sometimes bowels. It means the internals, the heart, the lungs, the liver. The, it's the seat of the emotions. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this, but maybe this is the way to describe. It. You, you ever you ever hear something of somebody and, and they've gone through let me let me put it this way a, a lady can identify with this so you ladies that have had children and you hear somebody and they've gone into labor and they've been in labor for 12 hours yeah that sound right there that's it you felt you felt that in here i don't i don't okay i don't know that okay but it's to feel it in here it's to have that kind of heart that your heart hurts. Your, your the, the the Jews would have called it your internal organs. It's, it's my bowels that hurt. It's my gut that hurts. It's my stomach that hurts. It's the sea of the emotion to compassionate, to be, to have pity and mercy, sympathy and compassion. To put on heartfelt compassion. To have a deep gut level feeling of compassion. Turn to Matthew chapter nine. Matthew chapter 9. I said all of these could be found in God or in Christ Jesus, and we find this one here in Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 35 in Jesus... With throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had what compassion on them, for they were were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. This is where he said, "The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few." Listen, it's the opposite of indifference. Yes. Hmm. It's concern to meet people's needs. it's to care about those that suffer because of our life and the way our children came into our house through adoption our hearts are lifted up in compassion for those those kids that don't have homes or I look at abortion differently in the sense not only evil, but there's a home out there that could take in that child. Yes. It, it's different. It's to care about those that suffer. It's, listen, it's to look at the pictures of our brothers and sisters in Christ in Zimbabwe and ache. When you hear it's cold and they don't have a blanket, it should concern you. It should make you, it should make you, I want to relieve that suffering. Those that are hungry or cold or need clothing. But this requires a softness. A compassionate heart has to have a softness to it. you care about people. It also, listen. It also puts you vulnerable. Sometimes you're, you're compassionate to people that maybe don't need compassion. You ever done that? You ever had somebody fool you? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, bless God, I'll never do that again. That's not the answer. Right. Right. Just because one person you helped buying food and you found out they went down there and bought beer with it doesn't mean you're not to help the next person. Yeah, you can be taken to of job was the Lord. Yeah. Remember he healed how many at one time? Ten. How many returned to say thank you? One. One. Did he know that when he did it? Yes. Yeah, he did. He healed them anyway. He healed them anyway. It's vulnerable. It, it creates a tension sometimes. This compassionate heart Creates a tension, a, a struggle between maybe law and grace. Vulnerable in this sense too. You're gonna have to be emotionally involved with people. Emotionally involved with people. You have to care about them. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to long just to, to see them taken care of in whatever sense that is and again it's easier sometimes for us to apply it to what we know and what we see in Zimbabwe but, but, but seeing that's a picture for us seeing those people those old people and thanking us for a, a blanket I mean Bob's never been danced with before but he was danced with over a blanket Okay, I want to dance for you Okay, why because you, you gave me a blanket it's taking care it's care so that's the question do you care the question too is this let me me ask this and this is for all of them if these qualities don't exist in you what could that mean? Mm -hmm. you're a lost person can lost people have compassionate hearts? yeah they can for the wrong reason how do you know it's the wrong reason? 1 Corinthians 10.31 tells us the reason. They don't do it for the glory of God. And if we're not careful, we can not do it for the glory of God too. We do it to be seen of men if we're not careful. But a compassionate heart is one that's mostly involved with people. you hurt. We've got guys that had surgery here. There. There. You guys can identify with knee surgery. Okay. All right, they hurt for each other. Okay, you know that pain. Okay, I can identify with some of that. But we're to be involved with people to the point that we hurt for them. Number two, kindness. Kindness. It simply is goodness or excellence. It involves uh, service ability. Uh, it's grace in action. It is. Sweetness of disposition. We looked at Galatians. Go back to Galatians with me, just a minute. Galatians chapter uh, five again. Galatians five. I think we looked in Galatians six, but verse twenty-two. Here we find the the fruit of the spirit. And what I'm saying is, it's found here in is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. This kindness. Kindness, goodness, excellence, grace—in action. I have it illustrated for us. Don't turn to this. But just listen. In Romans chapter two, it says, "Therefore, you have no excuse, O man! Every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself." Because you, the judge, practice the very same sins, we know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O oh man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do not and do them yourselves, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or, here's my word, or do you presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is is meant to lead you to repentance. Grace in action is what it is. It's also used in Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, um, verse 4 and following, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love of which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up and seated with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the age to come He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. One more, it's also used in the book of Titus. Titus chapter 3 and verse 4 and when the goodness and the loving kindness of our Savior appears He saved us again grace in action kindness is the expression outward expression of the compassionate heart remember I told you it's the inner disposition kindness is the expression of that it's grace in action number 3 put on Not only compassionate hearts and kindness, but humility. Humility. We're joking about this and say, yeah, I'm humble and very proud of it. (laughs) Right? It's a quality of voluntary submission and usefulness. It's to see ourselves as the objects of divine grace. It's a lowliness of mind. It's a no right to assert yourself. In Philippians 2, we'll turn to this. Verse 3, not Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility... Count others more significant than yourselves. Verse 5, having this mind among yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is to manifest the mind of Christ. Ephesians 4, therefore, as a prisoner of Christ, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. If you're taking notes, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5, Likewise you who are younger, be subject to your elders, clothe yourself, all of you with humility, towards one another, for God opposes the proud, but give grace to the humble. The word oppose means you're in God's crosshairs. Or, another way to put it is, God holds you at arm's length. That's what pride does. God's forced to push you away. Not losing salvation, not that many. But to hold you at arm's length. That's what it is to be lack of humility, is to consider yourself higher than others. It is to hold people off because they're a threat to you. To be humble is a lowliness of mind. It's a submission. It's a usefulness. It's to see ourselves as the objects of divine grace. It's to exhibit that, that mind of Christ. Last one, meekness for today. Meekness, and we'll come back to some of these when we deal with forgiveness next week but meekness it means a a gentleness or a mildness Um, my professor Bob Jones used to say it this way meekness is not weakness but self under control yes that's it It, it's not not a weakness but it is self under control it's a willingness to suffer injury instead of afflicting it It's a willingness, listen, it's a willingness to take the wrong. You ever been wronged? Okay. Sometimes it's in, in, this, in this issue of, of, of meekness is you just take it. Your wife says something to you, hurts your feelings. Your husband says something to you, does feelings. You could snap back, you could. Sometimes meekness is you take the wrong. Sometimes love covers. It knows it is this meekness. Is he knows he is a sinner among sinners. Mm. Sometimes we forget that, and is willing to suffer the burdens others' sins may impose on him. As I mentioned, it's in Galatians five twenty two. Is a product of the Holy Spirit. And it is lived out in Galatians six one, where we see our brother fallen. You who are spiritual, restore such a one, considering also yourselves, lest you also to be tempted. It won't be long till you'll be the one in the ditch. Mm-hmm. We're in Second Timothy. Let me read this for you. Second Timothy chapter two, Paul's final letter. Second Timothy chapter two. Um, I'll start verse 24 and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil correcting his opponents with gentleness and God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth sometimes it's not to be quarrelsome but to patiently endure evil. Peter also reminds us of this in 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 3, verse 15. For in your hearts honor Christ, the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. You ever you ever thought what it would have been like to be in the first century church, to be in one of those house churches in in Jerusalem, or be at this church? Sometimes I wish I was back there. I don't think they argued over Bible translations. Yeah, it's all Greek to them, wasn't it? I don't, I don't think they argued over that. I don't think they argued much about music and bands and smoke and mirrors and plays and so. Well, they, they didn't know much. I find out knowledge ain't the best thing in the world. Just just people gathering that the Lord had transformed. It's amazing what divides us. state. And by the way, if you didn't like it, there was nowhere else to go. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's it. If you didn't like James being your pastor, at Jerusalem? Tough. He was. Okay. But now we leave for every imaginable thing you can think yeah. of. There's a reason. There's like 85 Baptist churches in Randolph County. Is there more than that? You ever counted them? About that? Some of them needed to divide. Some of them got so bad they need to go somewhere else. I, I get that. But folks, we're a family. And we're not always going to agree. Okay? And there'll be times you won't like the way my wife cooks beans. You going to leave? I put it on her if she leaves her fault okay you think well, how ridiculous is that I've known people leave because of the color of shingles on roofs yeah. the color of pads on pews or notepads on pews we're to exhibit these types of qualities among our brothers and sisters where division doesn't happen here right. not here right. not here And we can agree to disagree sometimes. Do you know you have three elders that don't see eschatology in the same way? That's unheard of in Baptist circles. I tried to explain to a guy the other day that we don't have... He said, are you the senior pastor? Well, I am if you're talking about age. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, I, I, well, that's not the way we function. So we're three pastors yes. of providence. We all have our little place that we're sort of over and take care of, but you're three distinct guys, and listen, we don't always agree, which is good. Okay, they're welcome to be wrong, all they want. <laughs> huh? you should have you should have been at our our elders retreat we had last uh, August. We're gonna have one in January too. It, it sort of took Jonathan back a little bit because Bob and I were going at it. You know, he went, he wanted, and I didn't understand. And 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 it's not that I, but we were. I mean, we were You know, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. Jonathan's going to like. <laughs> and when we finished, then Bob and I prayed, and then we just got it like It's nothing. It's like two brothers talking. You know, you know, you, I, you, know, it's fine. If he wants to pull free and see state, he can do that. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Right. But no division. Right. No division. We're all heading in the same direction. Yes. If we've got problems, we talk to each other. We won't talk to you first. That's that's not just the mirror of of your elders. It should be your mirror. Yes. Divisions don't matter. I'm putting on kindness, gentleness, and a compassionate heart to whoever God brings here, Yes. The praise of His glory. Father, thank you. Continue to work in us. Lord, help us to slide into these clothes. Some of them fit well. Some of them don't. Well, we got to adjust. And Lord, some of these come natural. Some of us are by nature, more compassionate or more kind or whatever. But all of these cross us at some point. Even in our ability sometimes, even in those things that we excel, there can be a self-centered issue to it. There can still be a, an issue of pride that you have that. I'm proud i got a compassionate heart. Well, you just lost one. Father, help us as a church to be singly focused on being like Christ and praying every day that you would make us look more like the kingdom those divisions that the world has are not here we're serving the Lord Christ we, we serve Him and we serve each other and we're in it together together when one of our brothers and sisters falls we that are spiritual extend the hand not in condemnation but in compassion in gentleness and kindness and meekness Father we all have feet of clay and this putting off and putting on Sometimes like our old genes, we like our old ones. Lord, help us to be transformed by your grace. Praise and honor your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.